0: Back to the Piss Jug Bang Bang, everybody. <laughs> huh. I'm here with Hobbs and, and Brother Brown of Piss Jug, and we're back ready to piss in the Thanksgiving lemonade.
1: It's been a hard day's night, and I've been pissing like a frog. It's been a, you know that song?
0: Frogs pee a lot?
1: Oh yeah. When you pick yeah. them up, they get scared and pee all over. Yeah, you.
0: that's right. The one peed in my hands when I was a kid. I tried to pick up a a boxer turtle and put it in my go-kart and it peed all over the go-kart seat God right there next to me. It's going too fast, man. He's used to going slow. He was he was crossing the road. I was trying to get him across that road, man. Took him back uh, to a good
1: spot. I was recently sent a recipe for cooter, cooter soup. Cooter turtle soup. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever be able to catch one and do that, but it was just Toils. weird that I got sent the recipe for that.
0: There, there was a kid uh, I went to school with not going to, I won't even go into detail on name or any of that, but he was infamous for uh, his parents had this really expensive aquarium, super expensive, with like really expensive fish inside, and when he was pretty young and like, you know, when you're a certain age of a kid, there's some stuff you don't get yet. You don't yeah. understand. He's at that age, and he just thought like, these fish never sleep. You know, we've always got them awake and his parents weren't home, so he took all the fish out of the tank. Up to the parents' bedroom and like laid them out on the bed and like put them in bed and pulled the covers over them, and I'm talking these are like expensive oh, fish. Jeez. <laughs> so what a dumb kid. The same, the same kid. uh old? How old was he? He was in elementary when that happened, so he was pretty young, probably like lower elementary. But then I, I went to school with him for a while. Last year I went to, to high school, uh, or last time I, I saw him, I was in middle school, and he was in like, ninth or tenth grade. Rode the bus with him, and um, it's, like, kind of a country road where the speed limit's, like, 55, 60. It's, like, we're going pretty fast. And this kid takes a shirt off and just throws it out the window. So the bus driver's like, what the fuck? And has to, like, stop and pull over and, like, go uh. grab this kid's shirt because she's, like she logically she was thinking i can't show up with this kid getting home with less clothes than he came to school with <laughs> being the adult and i because you know it does seem crazy like well why'd she stop the bus i get why she stopped the bus
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not the explanation you want to have to give later well, why did you stop it too? <laughs> yeah so yeah man um bus driver voice dude did you guys ever have any like? up. <laughs> would you guys ever have, have any notable bus drivers? Bus drivers, of were course, the best,
1: dude. They were all like cartoons oh that popped off the paper. <laughs> Every single one I had yeah. was like that. They were all Hell such yes. characters.
0: Do you have any Mr. Bill. You guys got any bus driver stories that stand out?
1: There was one spot where if you went over, she this lady always went over the railroad tracks really fast because it was one of the ones that wasn't in service, so she didn't have to stop and open all, up all the doors and shit and we figured out that if we all jumped up when the bus was going over the tracks like we might get lift off <laughs> and boy we did it one time we all fucking hit the ceiling and then like plopped back down oh. in such a mess and like then she <laughs> slammed on brakes so some kids like flew all the way to the front it was a fucking nightmare dude oh, Everyone's shit was everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's binder was everywhere.
0: A simpler time.
1: A simpler time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she had to get
1: pissed. She was so mad. And then she said, we can't speak of it to anyone. And we had to like clean the bus up before we got off the next day. Holy or before we got shit. on the next day. We had to do something. Like, she gave everyone like a, cl- a cleaning task they had to do. Before they got off. Uh, bus drivers got to deal with some shit. Man. Fuck yeah, can, man. They have to pay attention to the road. They don't fucking, they can't. <clears> they like can't look at you getting your ass beat in the back yeah, row, no. like very
0: quietly, because that would happen yeah. a lot too. I have a story about a grape. A grape? Yeah. With, with, with my school bus driver. It's worth denoting before I even tell you anything else. At this point in the school year, she'd already been in an accident. Already. <laughs> She had, like, wiped Damn. out a series of mailboxes while backing Whoa. up in a cul-de-sac. Oh, shit. I was yeah. on the bus when that happened. Damn. So this lady was on thin ice, all right? So I'm on the route, and uh, I was, like, in probably seventh grade, and the eighth graders that were on the bus, some of the badass ones, um, they were in the back of the bus, and this one kid, like, he had a bag of grapes he didn't want to eat, and he was waiting until we went on roads that were only, like, high speed limit, and he would just throw grapes out the window. <laughs> At other cars and shit. Yeah. And like he was not successful for the most part. It just did not work. <clears throat> well, there's this one hill on our route that, like, I don't know, man, fate occurred. All right. Like we're coming up the hill and we're going fast enough because she's got that bus full of kids to get the momentum <laughs> to get to the top. But it immediately over to the other side gets steep again. So, like, it's a, it, for us, it was a moment that felt kind of like a ride. Mm-hmm. The kid throws the grape. And we, like a huge truck goes by, like an F two fifty, and we didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, kind of looking up, and one of the kids behind me is like turned around and looking in the seat, and I just see like their eyes get really big and concerned. And I was like, "What?" And I turn around and look, and the F two fifty is like slammed on its brakes and swerved, and is like crooked, and like traffic has occurred. It has stopped traffic. Cars are <laughs> slamming on their brakes. Is that great? It splashed, splattered all over the windshield. So the bus driver like is aware something occurred, and she's like, I'm going to get up here to this neighborhood, and I'm oh going to pull God. over, and we're going to figure this out. Before she can do that, we're about halfway down the hill, and this F-250 is coming down the hill with a fury. Next to you? <laughs> Behind. Behind. Laying on the horn. Our bus driver goes ghost white. She's terrified. <clears throat> Remember the, the Mel Gibson rage-filled phone call? Yep. This, oh, was, yeah. this was that guy. He gets out of his truck and like I think he had a gun, but not drawn. He had a gun in his truck. Like he had he had a rifle. Oh, okay. okay. Like I thought you meant he got out with the gun. No, he full of kids. He didn't get out with the gun, but he had like the the rack with the gun. So like this was probably a hunter or something. <clears> like <throat> probably the wrong dude to pull car pranks. Were
1: you able to see the grape on the windshield? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it splatted like that, like directly in his line of vision. God. Like, a, like the I didn't think like anything like that was possible, but he got on our bus. He, <laughs> that kid, <laughs> he invited ourselves himself on our bus, and I remember the lady getting scared and looking back on it. Like, I'm I'm really glad she was that protective of a bunch of shitty kids that just fucked up her day at work, but she had to stand between him walking back into the bus and us because like he was ready to beat someone's ass, so. <laughs> What ends up happening is the police get called. They get dispatched.
1: Y'all had to stay there?
0: Yeah. So then what happens is once the po- once the police get there, the police let us know you have to go back to the school. So we go back to the school, and by the time it happens, the last kid should have already been dropped off. And we haven't dropped off one kid.
1: <laughs> Not oh, one man. kid.
0: So we get there. And I think, I think <laughs> I've think i told you all before. I'm going to mention this guy's full name on air because I don't give a shit. I'm talking about Gus Minnick's. Mr. Mannix, I had, a, I had a teacher that was like <laughs> super southern, like gone from the wind era southern, and he had, he had, a, vo- he had a voice thing where uh, he sounded like someone's old grandma, that's the best way I could put it, I'm Mr. Mannix, and like he loved the Dixie Chicks, so if you got in trouble and you went to his office and he was screaming at you, it was always soundtracked by the Dixie Chicks, <laughs> so it would like no, everyone got in more trouble and they went to his office because they'd start laughing. And then he would get more mad and punish him even worse. <laughs> so Mr. Minnick's was the wrong one, dude. He was not who he wanted to mess with. So Gus Minix gets on the bus. And, like, the kid that was in the back, he already knew, like, what all that was about. And he didn't want to go through it. So Mr. Minix was like, who wants to own up? And the kid just raised his hand right away. He's like, I'll be so honest. I just want to go home. He's like, give me suspension, whatever. Which one of like,
2: y'all was it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, quit
0: now. Y'all in the back there, stop it. Dude. Be quiet. The, the way I discovered, you want to know how I found out the Dixie Chicks thing? I was in French class in seventh grade. Yeah, the Chicks. The ch- yes, at the time they were the Dixie Chicks. But <laughs> yes, now they're the Chicks. I was in like seventh grade in French class, chewing Big Red, and I was like three rows away from the classroom door. This man's nose was like a bloodhound or something. He was talking to my teacher at the beginning of class, communicating something, and when he came in the classroom, I was like holding the gum in my mouth and trying to open my mouth because I knew how much he hated gum. In the process of trying to do so, I started to kind of like choke and cough, and like it was obvious that like I was coughing, and then his eyes kind of like sharpened like a hawk, and he's like, and then he leaves, and he walks away, so I start full-scale coughing, and like my face is getting red because like I, st- I like swallowed my own spit the wrong way. He comes back in a few seconds later, and his head whips around the door. Is that big red I smell? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good Lord. So he takes me to his office, and as he's about to give me, like, my in-school suspension, because he was hard on no gum. That was, like, his deal. It was a... I'm sick of y'all chewing gum in here. (laughs) It's always big red. Every time I smell the big red Get out of here with that. Wait, hold on. You're pretty close. Can I turn on some <laughs> Dixie chicks and have you try that again? It's like I want, I want, I want you to really live what I went through here. Y'all man. better quit. I swear. Here
1: I know go. who you're talking I'm about. It's just an it. old man that sounds like an old woman. But yes, from the deep he's zone. Raised by yes. his mother. Yeah. Okay. Hold he's on. very southern, but he's just got a little bit of a just a tiny feminine, a feminine kind of a sound.
0: I think I think I know what we need. Okay, I'm I'm queuing it up. Listen y'all.
1: I just want y'all to stop chewing Big Red. I'm going to get real with you. I just want y'all to stop. We need I put these lessons together. We got to learn something. Y'all are going to
0: sit here and chew Big Red the whole time.
2: How can not believe this? This
0: is my favorite song. So all right, can I give you an impression of some of the stuff he would say? You ready? So when you put that on the bottom of your desk, when you decide you're done with it, whose responsibility is it then? He was like, he would go off. The, and so if you choke, if you choke in your desk, is it my job to call your mommy and daddy said, you choked it on Big Red? Oh, so he's really mad about Mad. Hissed while this is on. I'm sick of it, y'all. It's the last time I'm going to
1: tell you to stop chewing Big Red in here. And Tyler, you've been sticking it on the bottom of your desk. I don't think I don't think you... I saw you. <laughs> I saw you stick one on there.
0: So Tyler, so that from a young age is why I've had a hard time. So just anytime there's rage, y'all, I love dicks, chicks, but <laughs> stop chewing, big red. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Gus Minix. Uh, I'm Gus Minix. Yeah.
1: Eat shit, Gus.
0: Yeah, eat eat shit, Gus. But. How crazy is that, though, to try and keep a straight face with that playing? Like, would you have been able to do it? I think with him being angry like that, I would have to laugh, too. Like, I would be laughing. Everyone got their shit, like, extended because they reacted. I I couldn't help it. I lost it. (laughs) I lost it, dude, because I was just,
1: like, aware of how crazy it was. Was this your nemesis? Everyone, every kid's got their, like, nemesis teacher.
0: This one was, no, not nemesis. This was the one that, like... Did you have one, either like a teacher or administrator at your school where everyone knew just like, don't cross them. Mm -hmm. 100% of the time they're they're playing it by the book and you're going down.
1: Yeah. That was this guy. Okay. What did he teach?
0: He was an administrator.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. He would like sentence you to ISS or something like that. He was that
0: guy and he had aviator glasses. Damn. Yeah. No, no tint. No tint. He had the tip. He had the tent. Tent? Yeah, he had the tent. Sick. See what kind of southern man I'm implying Hell, here? I know
1: exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly what he looks like in my head. I'm about to get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, man. We're all going to leave on time today. I got places <laughs> to be this weekend.
0: Dude, I'm I'm going to find a picture. I'm going to find a picture and like blur out his eyes and post it as like a uh, from the Patreon or some shit cuz it's too funny to not. But cooler. Brother Brown's on cooler number 2. Uh, he's feeling the Thanksgiving spirit and he decided to take advantage of the coolers on deck. Baby. I got some Mike's Hard Black Cherry. We I told someone a, uh,
1: I told someone happy Thanksgiving after um, we both yelled at each other today. Go on. Just <laughs> walking the dogs. This guy is from far away. He's just like screaming and pointing. So I don't, I'm in a neighborhood where that happens often. So I don't really pay attention to it much, but he's doing it while we're approaching each other on the same side of the sidewalk and he's still doing it. And we're getting like within, you know, 30 or 40 feet. And so I'm like, Oh, he's talking to me. And he's like pointing in the road. So I'm just like looking, continue walking, looking around, continue walking. And then he's like, Hey man, put them dogs in the street. I was like, what? It's like a busy ass street. I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And then like just kept getting closer and he like and then he goes in the street and then he threatens. He's like, "Next time you see me, man, you better put them dogs in the street." I was like, "You don't know the sidewalk, man." Like I'm not doing that. And then he like starts to take take a step forward and <laughs> like, "Bro, you put your hand on me, the dogs going to mess you up pretty badly." I got, I mean, they're. And then he's like, "I'm just telling you, bro. the next time you see me, you better put them dogs in the street." And I'm like, "Well, which one is it, man? Are you a badass or are you scared of dogs?"
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for real talk, real
1: talk. <laughs> and then he just, and, I, and he kept walking, and he was like, and he was just like, you know, kind of like scurrying and whatever. And I was just like, "Happy Thanksgiving." <laughs> <laughs> and then, I've never seen the guy before either, so it's like, "Bro, I've been walking the same route for th- three or four years. I've never seen your ass." So like. If anything, I'm more on these streets than you are, at least at this time of day. I've never seen you. Yeah. So, no, I will not move the dogs in the street. <laughs> it's much easier for you to walk in the street because you yeah. don't have two 120-pound animals.
0: The, yeah. the person with the problem with the animal should go away. I've got a horror story of trying to get the dog out of the street. All right?
1: Out of the street? Yes. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare.
0: You know where I live. You know the first house you see when you turn into my into my area, you know, up on the corner? Where I live? okay. Yes. There's a yes. corner house that is occupied by a super old lady that lives there. She's old as fuck. She's in an 80-something. <clears throat> I, I walk around, my, around where I live a lot. I walk like probably four miles a day and just doing laps, you know, listening to... Is she close to the Creed guy? She's the end of that street, the closest to the exit. She hates him, I bet. Yeah, there's no way she likes him. Um, so I was walking one day, and there was a, a uh, just kind of like a wild dog in the street, And by wild dog, I mean someone probably bought this thing at a point, never put it in a yard, just said whatever, and then what happened, happened. This dog comes running up in the street, and, like, it's running after me in a way where I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little fearful, and I'm not that afraid of dogs, but the way it was running at me, I was like, not domesticated. Mm -hmm. This thing's not domesticated. So I kind of sidestepped, and I'm moving out of the way where everything's fine, and then it focuses on this old lady walking up her driveway, and it starts going at her full speed, and I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't good. So knowing what's probably likely to happen, I run after her to try and get the dog out away from her and coincidentally from the street to the driveway. I was trying to do the opposite. I was trying to get the dog in the street. I go up and the time period that I go to try to help her, the dog kind of crouches underneath her and it jumps up and its nose functions as an uppercut punch. And it just hits her right in the face so hard with its nose. Damn. Like, definitely hurt. Like, definitely. And show how old she is. Yeah. Oh, man. She thinks it's my dog. Yeah. She thinks it's my dog. So I'm like, it's not my dog. She's like, ah, get away from me. Ah, ah. And just screaming. And like, everyone is in the neighborhood that's around. Oh, she's looking God. at me trying to wrangle this dog. And she's yelling, this is Help curb your enthusiasm. So then I'm running down the street trying to get the dog away from her. And then. Fran, uh, my girlfriend, Fran drives in the neighborhood around this time and she happens to drive by and see what's going on. And she like puts up her finger with like the one second, like she's going to come help. She gets out of the car and runs full speed in my direction to help me wrangle the dog. The dog sees Fran, who's a, who, you know, uh, Fran's Fran's uh, 4'11". So seeing seeing this dog run at her full speed has me concerned. It's not a small dog. She was with you? She was getting out of the car. She was oh, seeing what was happening oh, wow, to me okay. in real time. Like She she was like, what is going on trying to help? What do you think the dog did? Ran over to Fran and did the same thing. The uppercut. Damn. Gave her a bloody nose. Damn. Damn. Yeah, bloodied her nose. So then I moved the dog out of the road just to make sure it wouldn't be any close to us and it wouldn't get hit by a, a car. And then I sprinted back to my house to make sure the dog wouldn't follow me. And, uh, yeah, man, so these days, dog in the road, dog out of the road. If you're the person that's got the problem with the dog, you move your ass.
1: Boom. Dog in the road, dog out of the road. If you've got a problem with a
0: dog, you can move in the road. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Can't expect the road to move for you. Yeah. That's the and whole
1: deal. And it's a public sidewalk, again. <laughs> yeah. You don't own the sidewalk. No, you don't own the sidewalk in front of your house, either. No. It's just the way it is. It's a city property.
0: No, and, and people that are afraid of dogs, uh, you know, maybe they should be afraid because if dogs don't like you, maybe uh, they smell yeah, something don't. Yeah, don't threaten the
1: person for having a dog. I don't threaten people that have children that are running near me with, like, fucking weapons, pretty much. Like, I don't like that shit, but it happens.
0: I learned to move from a dog that you may want to try, where you run full speed and you use the top of your head like an uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like a dolphin breaching water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. We got... um. We got to talk a little bit. um, We were starting to talk a little bit between episodes, and we we want to make sure we pause. We got to tell... Pause. We got to tell Hobbs a little bit about this FTX scandal. Man, we got to unpack this for
1: him. FTX. Yeah, it's fucking bad. It's a sticky, nasty mess.
0: Do you want to give the blueprint while I pull up the photos of those involved so we can show him? Um... This guy pretty much,
1: what's his name? Bankman? Sam Bankman Freed. Sam Bankman Freed. Bankman is like his nickname? <laughs> no, what's man. It's his actual name.
0: <laughs> what's his middle name. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. Uh, it's so bad. There's a shitload of conspiracy around this kid from where he got his money. I'm the bankman. His mom, there's like a political organization called like Move On America or something, one of those types. <clears throat> build Better America or something His mom controlled the money to that And then this kid's got this cryptocurrency That's worth all this money He commits a bunch of fraud Inflating its worth by Bankman Yeah, his name's actually kid, Bankman Is
1: this the kid who Or the guy who lost like uh, 90% of his wealth In like one day or whatever Yep All of it Okay, yeah yeah. I, I definitely heard about this I just didn't know what you
0: guys were talking about So um, There's a lot to unpack here And we hope you're ready um, so that guy, uh, Sam Bankman Freed, he is a crypto bro that was basically wanting to get away from the New York offices where a lot of his investors and a lot of the actual business happenings were occurring. So they got access to someone's mansion down in was the Bahamas, I think. So, and, and it's a, a mansion that's like multi-million, multi-million on the beach. They siphoned off, well, he and a female cohort that I'm going to show you in a moment, they alone siphoned $10 million of investors' money to their personal bank accounts specific to the time that they were down in the Bahamas. Now, here's the deal, Hobbs. Have you heard of a polycule? No. All right. Brother Brown, you want to explain this one? polycule? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Okay, then this is, I'm glad that we get to go through this together. A polycule is a hybrid of a relationship where you have gone past the traditional norms of three to four people dating. You're now in your date. So many people are dating each other. Uh, In this case, ten people were dating each other. Whoa. So these ten people that are frauding a crypto (laughs) scheme are living in the Bahamas. And you want to know some of the people they've defrauded? Tom Brady, Giselle Bündchen, Larry David, Kevin O'Leary, um, they, the total number of people they have defrauded is over 1 million at this point. They defrauded over 1 million people to steal their money, to live a lifestyle where they lived in the Bahamas. And the reason they went down there, and that, I'm setting it up this way on purpose, the reason they went down there is they were quoted as saying that their New York investors and the actual people doing business were not getting sexed up enough. Okay. So, Hobbs, I want you to imagine if the person that was stealing $10 million from you and telling you that you weren't getting sexed up enough looked like this. (laughs) I'm revealing the picture of the concubine now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the concubine exhibit. So this, uh, her name is um, uh, Caroline Ellison. And I think she's the daughter of, like, the head of trading for, like, uh, Wall Street. Can There's, you find the tweet where she's talking about Adderall? Oh. I cannot believe people that don't take Adderall. Are fucking idiots. What, she, why wouldn't you want to be subhuman, and she, robotic? She likes amphetamines. And not only that, she likes amphetamines with sex. Oh, he got people unpack some stuff. She is uh, she's we,
1: getting sexed up on Adderall. Oh, sex. Oh, that, so here's
0: the thing, Brother Brown. We may not know <coughs> the limit of amphetamine she was going to. Oh, I see. She may be doing Fancy Crystal. Yeah, Fancy Crystal. Party Crystal. And 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 the only reason that I suggest that is you guys, if you, I know there's a public episode. For those that didn't listen to our Thanksgiving episode, uh, or I'm sorry, not Thanksgiving, our November Games episode on MIT, I know for a fact some of those kids that party hard at MIT like doing Crystal, Crystal. So it's not a surprise. She's an MIT grad. It's not a surprise.
1: Nope. Not
0: at all. Crystal.
1: She's seen it all. So
0: <laughs> So basically in this polycule there was a ranking system one through ten of who was ranked the best in the in the house at a time. So they're all in a house competitively having sex with one another to see Sexually
1: who- ranked. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Sexually ranked and you're trying to not let your pecking order get lower. Is you still Millions of dollars from people that have all had more sex than you.
1: Who to get sexed
0: up, dude? Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's how I imagine her. She sounds. It's uh, it's an oh, wait. Oh, I have a recording of her. I haven't heard her speak yet. Do you guys want to hear her I speak? Is oh, this a debut. Well? Uh, this, I, this this Fuck. might be a debut. Do you want to hear Hobbs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's check out. Uh, she did a podcast. So this is what we're gonna see is an I think an excerpt from that. Let me pull it up here. Exoiped. And I <laughs> use very little math. Um, use a lot of like uh, elementary school math. I knew it.
1: I fucking knew it. Okay. Risk is very important. Um, oh. <laughs> we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily great risk management tools. Oh, management. yeah. No, not so at all. Rule stop rule losses. Rule. Yeah. We'll get rid of those.
0: Trade where I've <laughs> I probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah. with that. Yeah, probably because it was other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a whole bunch of money, but we don't want to go into specifics with that. The deal's still ongoing. Yeah. God, so man. <laughs> what would you do, Hobbs, if you were, um, say, the greatest quarterback of all time, as some people refer to Tom Brady as, and you would put up $200 million of your own money and you'd had your ex-wife, which recently took half of your earnings in the divorce. They just settled. And she put $450 up. For you combined to have put $650 million into this for this to be how it plays out. I don't know, man. I, I think, you know, either way, Tom's going to be all right. Let the kids have fun. <laughs> I love that approach. Let the kids have fun. Oh, that was one of the other investors. I know, that's why I did that. Larry David. So Larry David's now suing Bankman Freed. Mm. A bunch of these people. This is like lawsuit city. This, this dude's screwed. Screwed the pooch.
1: Isn't that an expression? It is. Yeah.
0: And, and I think it's accurate here. Um, so the FTX scandal, basically a bunch of MIT kids that didn't get enough attention uh, growing up in certain social ways chose to live out that fantasy fueled by other people's real money through their fake money scheme that they had, because uh, they were like promising the moon. They figured it out, man. Yeah. They figured it out there for a little bit. Um, Such
1: a out. promising life, Andrew, Bankman fraud. Bankman, man. Yeah. Now you just don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> Andrew,
0: quotations, bank man. <laughs> so the thing that's crazy, um, one of the reasons I definitely wanted to get into this to bring this up, because it kind of touches on something we've already talked on on this show, we talked about the Elon Musk Twitter thing, and as as the weeks have rolled on since that originally happened, we've learned a lot more. But there's a term Elon's been using lately that uh, is concerning people because it echoes the exact language Bankman Freed was using with what he had going on. Bankman Freed was placing his money in places where if you were to ask his causation of, like, well, why are you putting your money into these places to support these particular things? He used the following two words. Are you ready? This is the ultimate caveat for someone that's full of shit. Effective altruism. The effective altruism movement. It's It's a thing that certain billionaires are doing, where they are making large-scale moves with their money that are going to control things you can and cannot do in your actual life, because they know better than you, because they're billionaires. Oh, yeah. So Elon pissed off a bunch of people in fifty-five different ways. I don't really have an opinion at this point because I'm not on Twitter. I, n- I haven't been on Twitter in like a, more than ten years because everyone made fun of me for having the Twitter handle handle MC Sweatsuit. So <laughs> they're like, "That's the weakest handle of all time." Are you a rapper? And I was like, "No." So the MC uh,
1: is not. What does MC usually stand for?
0: I don't know. I thought MC was always E M C E E. I thought that was how MC was actually written, but I don't know. I have, I, have, I have growth to do there. There's learning to be done.
1: Like a, yeah, you're you might be right. Like a microphone always, MC. I always thought I, it was microphone controller because people say that sometimes, but um, okay, I saw something
0: recently that like said what it was, what it actually was, and I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. It's it so. means. Master of Ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. And I was oh, like, what? what? Okay. <laughs> what? I've never well, heard anyone say that before. What is What does the one I spelled mean? What the hell?
1: Yeah, is- you. but I've seen what you spelled as well. Maybe that's just the way people...
0: It's the same thing. Wow. Yeah, it, it's like a different... Like, it's like, a, I think, a regional thing. Oh, okay. So, like, some places spelled it like that because it's probably just how it sounds. Yeah. Um, Phonetics. So, yeah, the... the uh, So, yeah, man. So... Uh, Elon Twitter deal—it's all crazy. People are mad. Um, did you guys hear about the insulin thing? Oh yeah, that was cool. That was one thing I actually cool. really liked. Uh, a company paid for a blue check mark, and they changed their name to a major pharmaceutical company. And they said insulin is free now in a tweet, <laughs> and they caused that company to lose billions of dollars in a day. <laughs>
1: And then, it, and then it got people hip to, like, looking up, how much is insulin in the U.S.? And, like, let's make a chart about how expensive it is in every country besides the U.S. And then you got to see, like, oh just God. how much we're charging for chaos. So, yeah, straight so chaos, let's dude. Let's
0: go. I know. I had one other follow-up. back.
1: <laughs> Feels like 2010 Twitter.
0: I have one other follow-up, too, to show you guys. So I'll I'll preface this just because it relates to a story we talked about on this podcast you guys remember the climate activists we talked about that were throwing soup on paintings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. All right. So I'll say this. Uh, I'll preface this by saying, like, I watch, um, I watch a shitload of content uh, for for the news show that we do on on our Twitch network on Fridays called uh, Too Much Information, and I've really learned to not like, I don't write off a complete source of something in any capacity anymore. If it's like a uh, if someone might have an interview or something that no one else is having, I'll watch it. I don't care if it's left wing, right wing, whatever. I don't give a shit. So I'm about to uh, I'm about to show you guys. I'm just gonna show you from my phone because for whatever reason I'm having a hard time pulling up on this iPad. But um, one of the climate activists got brought on to that show and they had someone prepared to talk with her uh that Man, it's the it's it, it's the roasting of a lifetime. And how do you feel about getting roasted by someone with a Victorian English accent? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I like the idea of it. Does it make you feel? It makes it. It makes the burn worse. Way worse, right? Yeah. So um, I'll pull up this. Uh, the, this interview happened from. Uh, oh no! The, yeah. It, okay. All right. I found the actual thing. I can get the real audio. Let me do it. Uh, it's uh, You guys want to hear the most bullshit name for a network ever? That's why I got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Valuetainment. Oh, man. Whoa. Yeah, how's that for a network name?
1: How'd that one pass That's through awful. the boardroom?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, it's, like, basically... I think it's predominantly a right-wing news source, and I don't give a shit about, like, uh, their politics or whatever. I don't care. They had the only interview with these girls that I could find that, like, I wanted to see the follow-up. So... All right, here we go. God, I can't. I, typing in that word just feels like a, a fraud thing. You know what I mean?
1: Mom, I invested in value-tainment.
0: <laughs> right? That, would you feel a little stupid? Yeah, I'd be like,
1: I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'd so feel really stupid if I invested in valuetainment.
0: So here we go. The full setup. They brought in a lady into the show who had a direct result she needed to talk with them about as a result of one of their protests something that like really happened like actually in real life get ready for the roasting of a lifetime y'all you're going to hear that you're going to hear this guy the host uh, something david patrick you're going to hear him talk for a second and you're going to hear an english lady cut in to talk to these english teenagers and it's going to be the sunning of a lifetime here we go
2: right Right. Well, go ahead, Katie. So, yesterday, a lady that was involved in a car crash, actually linked to one of my circle of friends, she died because an ambulance couldn't get through because your protesters, Just Stop Oil, were blocking the road, and the ambulance couldn't get through in time. She couldn't get the help she needed, and she died. Earlier, you said that you are a peaceful protesters. My friend is dead. How do you answer that?
1: we have a um we have a blue light policy um which means whenever we have roadblocks as soon as we um hear sirens we see the blue lights people move out of the way even when people are gluing in the road there's always one lane that is kept um clear so that people can move out of the way and we have never had any complaints from either ambulances fire brigade or any other emergency services the, to video, us the
2: video footage exists and the lady can't complain now because she's dead let me ask you another question phoebe uh, let me ask you what bills do you currently pay who pays for your accommodation at university my student loan when have you ever paid any bills in your lifetime no so you don't know what it's like to be a homeowner.
0: So I'll pause it there because she goes in. Like, this is a 20-minute video. Damn. And she goes in and roasts her. But I had to give you guys that follow-up that the art activists had been tracked down and interviewed and roasted because, yeah, the thing they're talking about happened. Uh, there was a protest where people were trying to glue themselves to the street in a busy part of London to protest the use of oil. And in that time, the ambulance didn't get through and the person died in the oh. ambulance. Yeah. I don't know. I think the people in the UK, I don't know how speed limits are there and how fast cars go, but do you remember the period of time when people were protesting in Atlanta doing that and then, like, people were getting hit by cars? Because oh, yeah. it's such busy highways here, you can't pull moves like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, people are here from out of town that don't care at all. As you learned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you learned very firsthand. Yeah. Man, well, yeah, the. Uh, the so, yeah, we've had a few things that we talked about on this podcast recently come full, full circle or develop in the past week. So I felt the need to share that with you guys. Uh, If anyone wants to look it up, just type in like climate activist interview deal, uh, paint, paint, whatever paint soup and you'll find it. But um, is this more important than art? Oh, there's one person on there that argues with them and they're like a person that deals with like food crisis stuff and they're like what part of you felt good wasting food that someone could have eaten (laughs) like it's like they run them through the mud but they're like are you aware of your messaging and just like how what just
1: how easily we could pick this apart
0: yeah and it's like the effect you're having is so far from what you think you're doing Mm -hmm. like you really think you're out here doing something when everyone else is going like i don't know i think we even talked about this on the show like the act of having to remove someone from a wall that's glued to it and their skin possibly being ripped off their hands is in, by definition, an act of violence. Yep. So it, it's actually not a nonviolent protest if your skin's getting ripped off. Inhumane. Yeah. So I'll just say if people want to protest, more power to you, but maybe let's, let's take it easy on the fine art museums. Maybe we could do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> take it down a notch.
0: Let's- <laughs> Bring it down a peg. Yeah, someone did Andy Warhol this week. Damn. They went and trashed an Andy Warhol.
1: Now, are those the real paintings in a lot of these museums, or aren't they, like, full, full replicas?
0: In some,
1: they are... Maybe that's just, like, the Louvre and stuff, I think they f- learned their lesson.
0: I think for some, there's uh, replicas. Oh, well, at the Louvre, man, that, that stuff is so protected by glass. Like, they didn't do any damage to any of the paintings they were trying to do damage to. That's the funniest part about them trying to trash the Monet, is it's like... You you know that that's protected, right? Like they would not let your dumbass touch the canvas that Claude Monet painted on. Are you kidding me? Like, what do you think we're gonna take charge ticket admission if you idiots could get in here and touch it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, but um. I don't know, man. I think there's other cooler ways to protest. Uh, but speaking of, did y'all hear the shit about Banksy, actually? I know that's going to piss off any real art person. It's going to be like, oh, God, they just pivoted to Banksy. But I don't give a shit because this next thing's funny. <laughs> the
1: Guess Jeans thing?
0: Yes. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> tell, tell Hobbs what happened.
1: So apparently Guess stole a Banksy stencil. Six. Six of them. Oh, wow, that's a lot. So he took to what social platform? He went to their store.
0: And put it on the fucking glass. And
1: put that message on the yes. glass? Yeah, it said like guests decided to use my image without consulting me, so everyone go and go ahead and I don't know, he put it more eloquently, but basically like go wild. Go, go steal their clothes. Go still steal all their clothes.
0: Yeah. Oh shit. And it and so they had to shut down the stores, repaint the front of the store, and bring in extra security. Yeah. So there's more effective ways to stir things up and cause it. Like the person that bought bought the blue check mark dropped the price of insulin. Like there's ways to do it where it's not like performative and I don't know, I feel like a lot of the kids that are out there trying to do stuff where like they, they're putting their own body at risk. There's they would benefit from opening a history book and looking at some of the awful things that have occurred to human beings since the inception of time and understand that, you know, it's not always gonna work out where everyone's gonna be like, you know? I thought one way, but then seeing you go up to that painting and just throwing that soup all over it and gluing yourself to the wall really stopped me for a minute. Really stopped me and made me think. And I was like, you know, I don't need this car. I don't need these paints that got oil in them. I don't need to eat with oil anymore. I think what I'm just going to do is I'm going to eat impossible burgers
1: forever. I think I'm going to go in this corner and just crawl up and die, I
0: believe. It'll be be better. But uh, in a nutshell, Hobbs, that's FTX. That was a shitload of topics, but um, yeah, man, we had a we had brother Brown hit up a a birthday party this past weekend. You got to go into this. Speaking of a Larry David type moment, you have to you have to go into this.
1: Yeah, so my homie like, it's been hitting me up for like two weeks. Hey man, he comes by Friday. Hey man, he comes by Friday. And originally it was for a skate video that I thought was going to come out. So when he invited me, he was like, hey, you still coming Friday? I just, we'd been talking about that before. So I just assumed that that video was out. So I didn't want to check any other websites to, you know, get any sort of preview or a uh, spoiler or anything like that. So I'm like, hey, I'm on the way, man. You need anything? And he's like, yeah, just bring your own beer and then bring bring some mixer. Um, I think I think her friends would appreciate it. And I was like, her friends? Are we watching a skate video? And like, isn't the boys coming over for a skate video? I'm like whatever. So I show up and there's like all these nice cars outside. I never, I don't recognize anybody. And I walk in, I still don't recognize anybody. And then I see his girlfriend. And so she's like, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" Hey, I was like, "Hey, Nick told me to bring some mixer. Um, got this strawberry peach, <laughs> strawberry peach juice right here." She's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, I just set it down wherever." And she's like, dressed really nice. And I still don't recognize anybody. And I'm like, "So is Nick out back?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's, I think he's out there somewhere, and I walk out there, and it's just her family. Oh no! So I'm just kind of like, man,
0: you're but, not even sure what kind of what kind of party this is. I'm this like, could are, be we, are we watching a skate
1: video? Or... Is this an intervention? What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> so then, she comes outside with my buddy that I'm supposed to be, um, you know, meeting up with, and someone else stops her before she gets like to my section, and I overhear them tell her happy birthday and he just failed to notify me that it was uh the other person that owns the house that was it was their birthday i thought i was showing up for a skate video and then i quickly realized
0: that opening 90 seconds that would have made sense to say happy birthday when you're at the front door he just eradicated yeah yep
1: then i had to find a way to kind of sneak it in when it was appropriate she understood though she wasn't she wasn't mad all their friends were there. It was a nice party. It was cool. Once, once I realized what it was, I was like, "Oh, gotcha." <laughs> Glad I didn't wear like a everyone's all dressed a up. pentagram shirt. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: I had a circumstance. Uh, I've only played a Hard Rock Cafe as like an actual location for a gig two times in my life, and both times have like been fucked up. But the the last one was the worst. Uh, th- this is more than ten years ago. This is like two thousand ten. It was in a rock band called Ribs, and we were trying to be like ready and able, taking whatever gig, we, like if, if someone needed a gig, drop of a hat, day of, like we were on that bill because we were trying to, like you know, just get better as a band. So we get called from a friend of mine who was in a touring band and kind of a different lane of rock music, but uh, he was like, hey man, we need someone to open at Hard Rock Cafe tonight. Can you be there? And I'm thinking like we're opening for like his band. And, the, like, there's going to be people there because this band had a following. So I was like, yeah, yeah, put us on the bill. He didn't give me details, right? So the other guys in my band did not have the easiest time getting the day off work or figuring out how the fuck to get their boss to let him leave, but we somehow managed to pull it off. So I had described this band to everyone in my band, and they were like, like okay, so we got to do, like, a really heavy set. We got to really put on a show. And my bassist at the time was a collegiate wrestler, So he's in like really good shape, but he had come from like wrestling practice. He didn't have like stage clothes. So he's like, oh, fuck, I have to like get mostly naked to even like play the show. Meaning like he had to like find some other kind of pants and just take a shirt off because he had no wrestling gear. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not going to wear a singlet. So like he managed to get these jeans he did not want to wear. And he just like looked at him and he was like, fuck, man. And I was like, what? And he's like. I just look like I'm standing outside of like an Abercrombie or Air Apostle with these jeans, like handing out cologne samples on a Saturday or something. So like <laughs> he's not happy about this gig. So we go and literally like maybe twenty seconds before we go up to play the show, the guy pulls me to the side to book the show and informs me my friend's band's not even playing. We're it. We're it. We're the band. There's <laughs> there's in an opening slot. We're it.
1: For who? <laughs> People sitting down eating dinner at the Hard Rock Cafe?
0: It gets worse, dude. It was a memorial for someone that had died so we showed up and our our single was called brains out (laughs) and in the hook we kept i'll blow your brains out was like the hook or i'll blow my brains out or i'll blow your brains out something like that was the hook and we said it every chorus and during the song that was when my bassist was like moving around and thrashing really hard and I put two and two together as things kept going and the whole room was so uncomfortable and everyone was not enjoying the fact that we were the band that we're called. I think they wanted something softer maybe so they could do this memorial service and just chill. So we play our whole show that's somewhere in the vector of like a Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age show. And like this is really moody. I angry. wanna fuck you like <laughs> an animal. So we had a song called Please Don't Go and... Like, one of the lines in it, like, the, 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 the song was, like, a kind of like a, a horror tale that the the, the the vocalist wrote about date rape. But if you didn't know it was a story that he'd written and you heard this shit, you'd get concerned. And, like, the opening line was, like, I'm slipping something in your drink tonight. I thought you should know. So we're at this memorial with songs about brains out. And, like, and then we got the roofie song going on. So I found out it was a memorial show. And then after the show, people were asking us how we knew the deceased. <laughs>
1: You're like, sorry, toots, it's just a gig.
2: That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> That's showbiz. Nothing to me.
0: Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for checking us out on our toots. piss jug. <laughs> Thanksgiving bang, bang. Make sure to uh, check out the Patreon for a bonus episode every week, and we'll be doing our bonus episode as well this week of Thanksgiving. Uh, everyone, be safe. If you're gonna go out on Black Friday, bring your boxing gloves, get your headgear, get a mouthpiece, elbow pads, knee pads. Bring
1: your spike, spike brass knuckles, and a blade attached
0: to what it. I saw one at the gas station. Since we recorded the episode, I've Damn. seen one of those in a gas I would, station. I would have
1: copped it just for the just for the for the uh, relevancy.
0: I think we might have to do it for a photo op for everyone in the jug, just posing with it. <laughs> we do like like action, like like baseball trading cards or something. But uh, guys, got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Happy Thanksgiving. Eat
1: some turkey. Don't burn the house down. Wall of fire. Avoid it. Uh, make a chicken instead. Turkey's dry. Die hard? Die hard. Okay.
0: That's Christmas. But you start it now. Oh. This is like I when, when you what begin- you're
1: saying, okay, this is the first day you can officially watch it would be Thanksgiving. Got it. Yes, Die Hard.
0: All right, guys. I'm going to go watch Die Hard. Uh make sure to catch out the Patreon See you guys next time. Yippee-ki-yay.